Hi guys, welcome back to Talk Hockey to Me. This is Irene. And Ken. Ken, would you like to start us off with, um, okay, we would also like to apologize. It has been a hot minute since we've done this. Um, you know, the holidays happened and then I have been moving into a different position in my job. So that has taken up a lot of my time and I've been very exhausted. Um, and so apologies for taking a little bit to get back from holiday break, but we hope that you guys had a good holiday, a good new year. Um, some teams have gotten only worse and as to be expected, Chicago Blackhawks are definitely on there. And, um, Ken, why don't you start us off with who's the worst? Cause I don't think they are because they have been actually winning games. Yeah, that's right, Irene. So our rankings as of today, uh, January twenty seven started with Columbus. You know, we, oh, we ranked so bad. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, they, I'm just watching them a... get their asses handed to them by Vancouver. Yeah, it's... what a struggle. And it, as you said, it's been a while since uh, we did one of these shows. Back on the sixteenth of December, we actually had them ranked twenty eighth, and uh, oh, they they dropped pretty far since then. Uh, yeah, look, they haven't even won uh, consecutive games in regulation this season. So, you know, it's tough to get when you barely muster up a one or two game win streak. Right. And with everything that's gone on with Columbus, you know, the trades, you know, imploding, injuries, uh, you know, managerial uh, frustrations boiling over, you know, it, it, it's pretty much just season dead to rights for them. But it puts them firmly in first place, I think, in the Connor Bedard race. Unfortunately for me, yes, it does. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, they, they've definitely fallen. And, you know, we were talking before and we're like, you know, we think we, they could kind of turn it around. And I'm not saying make like a playoff run or anything, but definitely just kind of have like a brighter outlook on their season overall. And then I think they just decided to play the tank game and, and cross their fingers for that first round draft pick. Um, it's funny because I was reading an ESPN article and it was like, and they were like teams and their percentages of making it into the playoffs and the blue jackets have like less than one percent and i'm like anything below like the number 20 on like a power ranking list like i really doubt that they have like that much or i guess like 25 yeah exactly and i say when you're you know especially you know it's pretty much a zero at this point you know right it's just like our next team too uh in anaheim who actually last time we did this they were last so they did move up a spot from uh five weeks ago really (laughs) haven't gotten much better anyway yeah um you know i think these bottom teams have just officially given up and then they've really decided that hey like let's try to let's try to get that number one pick and you know anaheim had they didn't do much right they had a horrible horrible start and like they just kind of kept falling and they kept going like a little bit up and then just straight back down a little bit up and then straight back down um you know they play arizona tomorrow excuse me um they play arizona tomorrow arizona has gotten not a lot better but they've been playing pretty decent i would say right. in general yeah. um better than anaheim at least. <laughs> yeah compared to them yeah all right but i, I will yeah. say for both these teams though you know entering uh today thursday they're they won their last games you know columbus beat right. edmonton uh for anaheim they're two game one streak being arizona and a pretty uh banged up colorado squad uh score five goals in both those games so you know trying to look at the bright spots there uh not much for a team second to last uh in goal scored but you yeah. know there you go well you know when you suck you suck yeah sucks to suck speaking <laughs> of next on our list at number 30 got the blackhawks i'm not surprised i'm not disappointed either because they've been kind of winning right 
Like they've yeah, been kind of winning. Seven, two, and one. Their last ten games. Seven, yeah. We, yep. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Oh well. Seven and three in their last ten games, and it's their best win streak of the season uh, so far. And Probably looked like a the lot last better. Three years, honestly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's felt that way, but their twenty twenty three got off to a much better start than their twenty twenty two. This is also fair. And can I say though? I'm really sick of hearing about the Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves potential trade rumors. Um, I know I probably bring it up every time. I know it's not going to stop, but I also know I keep bringing it up every time, but I'm so sick of it. And like, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. But I also find it really hard to believe that they might actually be traded just because they've been the faces for so long. And and truthfully, who will be next? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think they have anyone there that's well, like, at least like rising you know what i mean yeah they traded away kirby doc uh traded away uh brandon hagel they traded, they traded away Tampa. um i would say dylan strome and alex to right. would have probably been like the next kate kate caves is what <laughs> kate and taves you know so yeah. like i mean i could see one of them leaving truthfully I, unfortunately i actually think it would be jonathan taves over patrick kane um and if it's the latter I might just lose it. I don't know. I might lose it either way. Like, I cried when Patrick Charbonne <laughs> You don't understand. But sorry, I don't mean to go off on a tangent about that. It's just it really frustrates me to constantly still be seeing that. And I'm like, okay, unless you have, like, a solid lead, unless, like, a team owner is like, hey, the Blackhawks came to me talking about this trade. Like, I'm sick of hearing about it, you know? And I feel like that's what happens, like, on a slow news day. They're like, Patrick King, Jonathan Taves are going to wear. And it's like, no one has said anything. You're making, not making it up. Like, I'm sure there are some leads. But, like, it's not deep enough right this second for it to be, like, pressing. But, no, the Blackhawks have been looking pretty decent. Yeah, they doubled their win total on season uh, entering this month. They went from 7 to 15. uh, Still last uh, in Central. uh, It's okay. Last and goal scored, but like you said, I mean, and you know, Bedard watched, they're in a third place yeah. right now. So, you know, talking about those guys who, you know, there's the potential for, you know, one of those top three draft picks uh, there for Chicago. Fingers but, crossed we get the first one. But another team, you know, really in the hunt now is Vancouver and a mm-hmm. lot of mess, especially this week uh, that we're recording. Uh, just an update from the last time we did this. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux, obviously his job was at risk. Uh, he lost it now. Uh, re- replaced by a uh, talk chat and he said yesterday you know the team is bad <laughs> they look slow uh, when they got blown out uh, in their 6-2 six, six loss and yeah mm-hmm. uh, you know it's uh there's tough times in Vancouver because the fans are obviously not happy with uh Bruce Boudreaux being fired I really can't blame them because he had you know a tough task uh entering last season when he uh-huh. came in and he brought him to a good end to last season uh, they couldn't refine that success although really a lot of that's on management and their roster construction yeah it's a little shocking that they actually what he was with them for one season or a season and a, i guess in total yeah one season <laughs> yeah i was just trying to think about that the time if you <laughs> can can see my face but the rest yeah. of you can't i was looking very concentrated trying to figure out how long he was with them um but it is a little bit shocking because i do think he has some sort of touch that actually can make a team pretty decent um, I think they should have at least given him it, the courtesy of another half season to just kind of see because truthfully they're not 
they look horrible. Yeah, and at and least like, give him a heads up, you know, that, hey, you know, you're, you're, you're getting fired. Or, you know, just let him go instead of, you know, writing him along. You know, the management there really messed up. I yeah, I agree. And then, you know, I know Vancouver is actually winning 3-1 to one right now at the first intermission for um, against Columbus. So it's kind of like the toilet bowl battle. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, they just have been looking horrible. And who knows what they could have been looking like had – I was going to say Goodrow, and I know that's not right. But Drow stuck around like at least half the season or something. Like, who knows where they come I was going to say, under this is interesting, right? Under him, the offense was decent. You know, 13th yeah. in goal scored, 14th on the power play. It's just there's yeah. no defense there. Uh, part of well, that is his fault, fair, and, you know, and like, coaching staff. But I mean, like uh, we talked about, those rosters that is either banged up or everyone is underperforming. Mm-hmm. Miller. Right. Uh, you know, Miller comes, JT Miller comes to mind as someone, you know, who really regressed uh, since re-signing the contract, you know. Uh, the, the beautiful contract re-signing regress is like, is like the next uh, Madden curse. <laughs> yeah, and uh, them too in a lot of trade talks, like a Bull Horvat, right. of, you know, uh, looking into him, uh, well, you know. I feel like my whole thing is, unless you're like a top 15 team, I'm going to say, like, truthfully, most of the defenses aren't that great. Like, because the NHL, like most other professional leagues, like, has wanted to move into a more offensive mindset and, like, you know, to, like, allegedly keep it interesting, even though a good defensive game is also fun. But that's just me. But it's just, (laughs) you know how I think. But my whole thing is, like, you know, no who who, besides, like, again, like, these top 15, possibly even just the top 10, like, has a great defense. Below, like, the, like, um... Yeah, like not 20, many, not many right. in our bottom 10. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I don't know. I just think it's interesting, whatever. Anyway, yeah, we this, can move on. This next team uh, certainly does in San Jose Sharks uh, you know, under uh, David Quinn. They're 20th goal scored, but 29th in uh, goals allowed. 27th here in our power rankings. Uh, yeah, a tough goal. Currently on a four-game skid. Lost to uh, Carolina earlier today. Uh, lost yeah. to Detroit, Boston, Columbus. Uh, they faced Pittsburgh tomorrow before the break. I don't see them winning that one. And mm-hmm. uh, things not going great in San Jose. Yeah, and you know, it, you wonder, and I know, like, I don't like bringing it up with like my star players, but with these other teams as well, with all teams really, like when they're not doing well and they're trying to find like a a piece that could potentially bring them some success in the next season, or just like heading into the off season to kind of give fans and themselves a little bit of hope. You wonder are those bigger players going to be traded at the trade deadline for something, whether it be a draft pick or another excellent player that could be a better fit with the team. You like, right. you, and you wonder if we were re- Carlson's yeah. going to go. And we've already seen them start to move people. Uh, for example, Matt Nieto, uh, huh. he was on San got traded back to Colorado, uh, along with a prospect in Ryan Merkley, who I think is going to be a, a good fit for the reigning champs. And in yeah. return, they're getting Jacob McDonald and uh, Martin Cup. So, starting to make moves as they try to get back into a bottom three position. Right. And again, it's not as they try to get back. No, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do all you all want that uh, number one pick. That right? lottery, yeah. yeah. That's the funny thing about the NHL. It's like not a guaranteed thing, so like no one can really tank, but right. um, it's not football, something about. Right. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, and following them, uh we Taking a look at Montreal, they've fallen to uh, 26. You know, they've been a team that's had their ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were on the cup spot earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 
downturn after that. They're last in the Atlantic right now at a 20-25-4. and four. Uh, Lost two straight to uh, Boston and Detroit. Have a couple games left before the break, but uh, yeah, things not looking great for them recently. Yeah, and they lost Cole Caulfield for the rest of the season. I think that kind of squashes any chance um, of potential redemption for them. Agreed. It's it's hard to see them fall so hard, and I feel like I've been saying that for a while, but I feel like they just had so much potential, and they just really – I thought they were just going to be so much better, and I think a lot of people I, did too, and yeah. it's just – it's they, it's yeah, horrible. They're, yeah, and I agree. They're a young team, right. so, you know, uh, this is the same Stanley Cup team that went back to the finals the year after the bubble. Right, but it's also like – it makes me think of the Red Wings and they're a younger team and they're kind of finding their footing and like, they're not this far down the list and don't get me wrong. Like I know they've slipped and they've gone up and down a lot, but like they've, they've found some sort of groove and it's to me, it kind of proves like you can have an identity as a younger team, but it's whether or not you want to put forth the effort to do so. I'm just reading off the list right now from the last just 10 days that people are injured. Uh, Joel Edmondson earlier today was just announced day to day upper body all field. As you said, uh, five days ago, he's going to miss the rest of the season for right shoulder injury. Jake Evans, their uh, center, uh, was placed on IR. He's uh, he's missing the next month at least. Uh, Jaraj Slavsowski is on IR as well. Uh, Joel Armia, uh, Drew is still out until uh, after the All-Star break. And even before that, uh, Brennan Gallagher uh, is in the midst of his six-week uh, absence due to injury. Yeah, and it's rough and it sucks. But again this is my point always like i understand that nobody is going to be a perfect fit for these missing injured players but that also goes to like the depth and like the actual coordination of your team as like a coach as a general manager as like just every like every piece of your organization has to work together to have a cohesive team so when these big players get injured or when key more key pieces get injured or more experienced whatever you want to call it get injured you can actually have a team to fall back on. That's how good teams win. Sorry, I just get like really heated about it. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, yeah, there's all these injuries, you know, it's tough uh, for that depth there. But on the other hand, you see a team like Philadelphia. We expected them, me especially, mm-hmm. they're going to be worse. You don't expect them to be in that bottom three race. But uh, under John Tortorello, the team is 20 and 21 and 9, which is uh, second yeah. last in the Metro. But uh, Philly uh, still, you know, on a three game skid. But, you know, a 25, it's a bit more respectable you know being in Bedard watch yeah to be fair though I feel like Philadelphia has fallen so hard from where they kind of started and everything yeah, yeah and this just... week for sure uh lost 5-3 to Winnipeg uh back on the 22nd lost to LA 4-3 Minnesota 3-2 yeah and it's just it's rough to watch them kind of dem- I don't know I just feel like again like the Montreal Canadiens they also had more of a shot of just doing better. And I get it. Their division is a very tough division to play in. And I'm not saying like that they aren't trying, but they also aren't doing the best to be like in the running with that. But yeah, the, you know, this team, you know, they're not above 20th in any, any of the major team categories. And that's penalty kill their 20th, you know, everywhere else, you know, they're in the bottom five or six teams. In, but, you know, right. John Tortorella, bless him. He's trying his heart out to get something. John out Tortorella of this always does something. It's definitely Ottawa. Yeah, you know, looking at them, uh, 24th on our list. They are 18th uh, in goals against, have allowed 153 on the season. But, uh, you know, they're, as I said, uh, second to last in the Atlantic above Montreal. But uh, did have a pretty inter- pretty good game today, uh, beating the Maple Leafs 6-2. That's, that's a pretty impressive win against a pretty 
good Maple Leafs team, truthfully. Also, can I just say, I feel like, you know, there was so much hype in the beginning of the season or like, you know, the first few weeks of the season about Ryan, um, I want to say Gosling, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> potentially buying them. And I kind of want to know where that's gone. I just want to like, I just want to know an update on that. But yeah, just like these bottom teams, you know, they've been very up and down in these like, I guess, like below 20 rankings and they just haven't been impressive and it's been sucky for the fans to watch. And, you know, there's always next year, but we don't yes. know that for sure. Uh, at 23rd is St. Louis and, you know, St. Louis, they've Wolf. had it. Yeah, they've had it. <laughs> <laughs> But this is a team that, honestly, statistically, they should be better than the 23-23-3 record they have. You know, they're 15th yeah. in power play, uh, 19th in goals. It's the goaltending, as we said. Bottom four in the league, 176 goals allowed. <laughs> That's a really freaking rough number to hear, especially for a team that was that seemed to be so much higher up on people's list. You know, I don't care much for them, but that's not the point. Uh, point being is, like, they definitely could be doing better. Have Like, who knows where they would be if they had better goaltending and defense. And, like, it's just kind of shocking. And I know they had some injuries that plagued their team. And, but, again, to me, that's not an excuse in the sense of, like, that's dependent on your, like, whole organization to make sure that when these things happen, you have something to fall back on. And I know, I know their goaltending has been trash. But yeah, Bennington is that's when you dig deep in your depth. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, eight ninety one save percentage uh, is giving up Jesus, about I three three twenty eight uh, goals allowed per game, and uh, Thomas Grice right behind him isn't doing too much better. A five and seven uh, on the season. Yeah. yeah, as you said, it was it's like every week they're a different team. You know, uh, last week they beat Ottawa, beat Nashville. Uh, this week lost to Chicago to Buffalo, a loss to Arizona, gave up five goals in each of those games, and that game against Arizona got shut out. And they got Colorado and Winnipeg coming up too, so it's tough sledding for them. Yeah, that'll be an interesting schedule. I just, my whole thing is, how do you coach a team that's so up and down like that? And I don't expect you to know the answer, but my that's like the question I project. Like, how do you coach a team that's so no, up and down? It's and funny because the Blues, you know, are a great example of like, you know, look at them a few years ago uh, around this time. They were among the bottom of the league, I think, in points, uh, mm -hmm. you know, switch up the coaching position. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, the team gets hot, makes the playoffs and pulls off a crazy upset, eventually wins. So no, it's definitely about getting that, you know, that that locker room united and, you know, just figuring out the strategies that, are, you know, are going to be efficient uh, on the ice. You know, uh, these bottom teams... It, we're seeing, obviously we're seeing either neither of that or in the case of our next team of Florida, a team where, you know, they have the offense, they have the offensive firepower, but there's just no defense, uh, you know, in in their strategy. You know, it's, looking at the Panthers, they lost to the Rangers, uh, gave up six goals on 23rd, uh -huh. lost to Pittsburgh in a crazy overtime game, lost seven to six. You have plus six goals, you put up six goals and still lose. You know, it is tough to swallow. Yeah, and earlier sorry, just earlier tonight yeah. as well, losing to LA of uh, four to three. Yeah. And you know, Sergei Bobrovsky last week had a lower body injury, Spencer Knight coming back from an injury. But to be fair, Sergei wasn't doing super hot either before his injury. Like, you know, they, they were going back and forth. And my whole thing is play the goalie with the hot hand, but neither of them really had the best hand to play. But Bobrovsky wasn't yeah. doing much better. So I don't know. I just feel like 
again, I had more expectations for them coming into the season, and they're another yeah. team that has just continuously let me down no matter yeah. how hard it, I want to root for them. Crazy. This is a top five team in scoring right. in the league. You know, Matthews Chucks, 25 goals, 62 points on the season. Uh, he's, I think he's top five in uh, points scored uh, by Nujo's crew. Uh, Alex uh, Barkov as well, 43 points, 30 goals coming off assists. Carter Verhage already has 25 goals uh, at, the, at the halfway mark, you know. Uh, he's he's on pace for uh, about 45 or so, maybe even more. But yeah, his defense. Uh, seen a lot of guys like Ekblad, for example, at a minus 13. Sam Reinhardt at a minus 11. Eric Stahl uh, in his 40 games played at a minus 10. Jeez, I did not expect that. Yeah, it's been a tough goal uh, for Florida for sure. Especially, it's tough too in the Eastern Conference where. Oh yeah. You know, there's so many good teams just clustered uh, with just how tight everything is at the top. Like oh, yeah. this this next team as well uh, in the Islanders. You know, yeah, they're a team we had higher expectations for, but uh, they're they're kind of the inverse of Florida, uh, where you know the defense under uh, Lynn Lambert, you know, it's top ten yeah. defense in terms of goals. Top five penalty kill, eighty two point three penalty kill, but goal scoring wise, they're twenty second, and their power play is among the worst in the league. Yeah, and you know you have to wonder if Lamorello is going to try to pick up anybody at the trade deadline to hopefully get something started because you don't have, like you you were in such a drought since like probably when we went on break and everything, you know, maybe a little bit after that, but you know, you're not really doing anything and yeah, this, you guys started like, we're actually doing pretty well. Like yeah, they this, weren't doing horrible or anything. This was a team and going back to our uh, December 16 ranking, we ranked them 11th uh, in our rankings. What a fall from grace. And honestly, they, they, you could argue that they could fall even further because they had a six game losing streak. Oh, well, they did lose to some respectable playoff team opponents, you know, and yeah. did end up being our next team uh, on our list. Uh, in Detroit, but no, the Islanders for sure. Uh, you know, a lot more was expected, and honestly, too, we're talking about Lou Lamorello. The blame definitely goes on him. You know, right. Just looking at the off season, you know, losing some pieces. Past couple seasons, really, you know, uh, you know, letting uh, Eberle go. Uh, he gets claimed uh, by the Kraken. Uh, a signing of Chara last year uh, that really didn't pan out well. Uh, obviously, yeah. What was like? I, I just yeah. have so many questions. I, yeah, and. Yeah, you know, it's it's been tough going for them. You know, they're young guys, uh, not really, you know, shining. Like you said, they definitely need to make moves. And I know the cap, it's tight uh, for them to do it. But yeah, if they want a shot at the playoffs, they, they definitely need to. Because well, the, GM, the good GM figures that shit out. Yeah, but so, I'm just saying, I know selling he, We know Lemarello, issue, though. He's but the somehow, guy. <laughs> somehow the Tampa Bay Lightning have had, like, the same core for, like, three right. years, evading all these cap things. <laughs> I saw some tweet on that, and I was like, yeah, the shit that they pulled. Them. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That's the thing. They can't even pull them. Because, you know, the guys, for the most part, are healthy. It's just that they're not scoring is <laughs> really what it is uh but uh, just real quick for you move on to detroit just Ilya sorokin is having a heck of a season the oh, record won't show it he's at 15 16 but 244 goals allowed uh he's already made over a thousand saves a 922 save percentage including three shutouts moving on now to detroit uh one spot you're at our 20 spot and yeah detroit's again another one of those teams where you know they're a young core you know a young group they're at a 21 19 and 8 50 points uh on the season so far and you know it's it's interesting seeing you know where they go 
uh, from here. Uh, as, we, as we said, uh, they lost to the Islanders today. Uh, Sorokin, I guess, a shout-out. But before that, they beat San Jose, beat Montreal. So we know they, they beat Vegas as well, going back last week. So, oh, yeah. you know, you know the consistency. Are they going to find it in the second half? Um, I want to say, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if you're posing that question for me or not, but I am. Okay. I just didn't know, you know, general question, but I, I do think that they will personally. I think that they are again, like you were saying, like a young team. And sometimes I think that young teams will make mistake, but make mistakes, but that's all the more reason to learn from them. And mistakes don't have to be like a horrible thing, but not to get too psychological because I know I could do that. But I do think that they will pick themselves back up. They like I think they'll just resume having fun and they'll just be like, okay, we just have to have fun and we'll be surprised by how they end the season. And I think it'll be better than what we think. And the thing too with uh today's game, you know that was a game where the defense of the Islanders really shined. You know, they held Detroit to 23 shots, which uh, stroke. You know, there are no breakaways, not really, you know, there weren't a lot of good chances for uh, Detroit to score. And the Islanders kind of just, uh, you know, uh, just, uh, again, shut down Detroit offensively and were able to kind of just milk the clock till they found an opening. And it wasn't even like they had great shots. They just had, just connected. Um, they just had good enough timing to get it uh, to the back of the net. But, you know, this, as you said, it's a team where Detroit is still learning and, you know, mm-hmm. when they figure out, you know, how to stop that, they're a team I see, you know, fighting for that playoff spot, which technically they are doing now, but, <laughs> but you know, really being in the hunt. 19th on our list, we go to the Pacific for the Calgary Flames. And it's an interesting team. They're at 23, 17-9. Uh, 16th in goals scored on the season, 17 uh, in the goals against. Uh, they're a team who is a lost to Chicago. Uh, currently losing to Seattle right now, three to one. Uh, you know they've well, had Seattle up- is a difficult team. Let's be real yeah. there. Yeah, they've had it a up and down season, obviously. And mm-hmm. even you know this week, beat Tampa Bay, beat Columbus, then losing to Chicago, and probably going to lose to Seattle. Yeah, I mean the Flames, I think, have found a rhythm though that works for them, and that clearly is like having more of a winning formula and actually paying off. Um. I don't know whether or not they'll make the playoffs. I'm going to gamble with I would, not. You know, going back to the Columbus game, no, they had the lead twice and blew it. <laughs> they let Columbus tie it up. Uh, and again, did manage to win eventually in the end 4-3. But yeah, and uh, their defense has been really streaky. Yeah, well, most of these bottom teams' defense have been really streaky. I'm not, I, if someone says their defense is bad, I'm probably like, yeah, that sounds about right, honestly. But Actually, yeah, I'm going to correct myself, too. They're actually winning 3-1 uh, to one right now uh, in the second. We'll keep so you updated on that. But <laughs> Jacob Markstrom, uh, 13, Wait, 13, you 5. Can, can you say that one more time? What rude. Yeah, and at 18th on our list now is Buffalo. And Buffalo, uh, interesting team to watch. You know, they really picked it up. And would you guess, Irene, that of all the teams in the league who have the most goals scored, it's Buffalo? I want to say that has to be a peer-reviewed study right now. <laughs> but um, no, I would not believe that just because of how low they are ranked. And just, I mean, like, not that they don't have a decent offense, but I feel like there are teams with better offenses. Yeah, it is crazy. Ten, they are the hottest team uh, in the league right now. They're on a five-game win streak, one in their last 10. Uh, definitely have risen up compared uh, if we did this last week, for example, they'd be lower. So, you know, it, it's 
things really clicked this week. And even go back to last week as well. Uh, beat Winnipeg three to two. Beat St. Louis five to three. Uh, beat Dallas three to two. New York and Anaheim. Uh, going back last week, it's yeah. just amazing to me just how much this team has changed. Two years ago, I mean, th- yeah. this team had Jack Eichel. They had Taylor Hall, uh, Sam Reinhart. Uh, who was there? Uh, Eric Stahl, I think. Yeah, it was in the top six. Uh, it's wild. Uh, it was a Curtis Lazar, Jake McCabe, and a Rasmus Ristolainen. It's like yeah. none of those guys are there now. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Buffalo goes through people faster than like right. I don't know <laughs> than like Amazon workers. I don't I don't know what else to compare them to truthfully, but they yeah. they are nuts with whatever is going on over there. But yeah, like but... my whole thing is like it's not working. Like why don't you try something long term? I don't know. Well, it's I would say to they're, me that they are they're, that they're top goals. I'll say they're definitely making it work now. Tish Thompson, obviously, the tremendous oh, season he's yeah. had. 60 yeah, wait po- until they screw him over, though. <laughs> I mean, I know, but if there's a guy to build around, it's definitely him. 34 goals, 68 points on the. Uh, you know, he's really. He's been uh, their life uh, on the offense. And Alex uh, Tuck as well. Uh, both of them came from that uh, Jack Eichel Vegas trade. Uh, he's second in the team with 23 goals. And it's it's been fun in that because they've been using a, a trio of goaltenders. And for the most part, it's been working. Uh, you know, Ukupeka uh, Lukanen, he's been their primary goaltender. He's 13 and 5 and 1 on this 97 state percentage. Craig Anderson, man, the ageless wonder. Yeah. Was it see him uh, 8 6 and 1, but uh, 9 18 save percentage? It's nuts. He's actually, they're doing pretty decent. It's a kind of a wonder they're almost not a little bit higher on the list. Yeah, it is insane. Uh, he was born in 81. Remember, he started by the Blackhawks back in 2001, so it's been a while for him. Yeah, it, it was tough not to put him uh, higher, but, you know, everything's just so close uh, oh, in yeah. that Eastern Conference, especially in you know, this next team, Washington. You know, it, oh, it's, yeah. they're at 17, just missing out uh, on our list. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was tough. Uh, this week, lost to Vegas 6-2, lost to Colorado 3-2. You know, Washington has been going up and down, but they've like been like a middle team. Like, they haven't been doing horribly, but they haven't been doing great. They'll probably scrape by to get into the playoffs, and then they probably won't do much with it. So, I, th- as the story like last goes, year. <laughs> unfortunately, but that's how the story's gone hey. until they won their freaking Stanley Cup um, yeah. a few years ago. I can't remember oh. the exact year, but... 2018. Yeah, okay, that's what I was going to say, but I, I kept wanting to say 2019 for some reason, but um, I'm just saying, but yeah. And uh, Ovi, by the way, 32 goals this season yeah. uh, in 50 games played. Uh, this The offense is uh, 11th in the league, uh, 160 goals scored. Uh, as Washington uh, would have uh, a spot in the playoffs uh, in the East. Now uh, they have 58 points. Uh, <laughs> moving on now to I call our Sweet 16. You know who are top 16 teams uh, in the NHL right now? We should have candy with, associated with each team, but that's okay. I agree. Got that sponsorship. Got to start for that sponsorship, baby. <laughs> Starting with 16, we got Nashville, a three-game win streak to close out their first half of the season. Beat Jersey. Uh, yesterday six to four be Winnipeg and LA as well three uh current playoff contending teams and yeah Smashville winners of four their last five. all right all right let's not get crazy okay they still suck anyway sorry no it's it's fun usually they're chanting that at the other goalies but no uh as we look at them now fifth uh in the central 54 points. Nashville still in the hunt obviously uh, for that playoff spot I think they're actually in the last playoff spot in the west that's so bad. It's 
it's bad how bad the West is. Um, I mean, you know, Saros is playing well in net. Saros has a 0.920 save percentage, which is doing pretty well. You know, they've had a lot better offense. They've looked like a more well-rounded team, like more of the Nashville that people um, have come to know and like. Uh, I don't know why, but, um, you know, they are doing better and we do have to give credit where credit is due and they're just playing better as a team. And that's what you want to see. I don't know, even if they do make the playoffs, how well they're going to do truthfully against some of these better teams. Like sometimes, especially in the middle of the season, I not that I don't think that these teams can beat each other clearly if they make the playoffs, but there is something to be said about beating a team midseason and beating a team during the playoffs and beating a team midseason when everybody's tired and injuries are plaguing teams seems to be a little bit easier than beating them in the playoffs. My opinion. Yeah, and they're not uh, fact. <laughs> yeah, currently, actually, I think they're one point behind uh, a playoff spot. But yeah, uh-huh. he's still in the hunt, as he said. As he said, all around, I think things have picked up. Defensively, they're much better than they're on the attack. Uh, 11 right. goals against. As you said, uh, Saros doing a good job. Even back as well, uh, Lincoln in his, uh, when the spare games he gets in, because of 924 save percentage. But I think uh, for sure, you know, players I definitely notice, uh, Roman Yossi, probably mm-hmm. uh, definitely one of the best defenders in the league. Uh, great two-way as well, 12 goals scored, uh, 29 assists, 41 mm-hmm. points. Leads the league, uh, with uh, leads the team with Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne uh, right behind him. Yeah, they, they have a good overall game. You know, unlike a team like Buffalo, where you know, you know, Thompson is the engine of that offense, you know, right. it, it's tough to defend against them because, you know, one day it could be Forsberg or another it could be Duchesne. So, you know, they, as you said, they have a good all around game and mm-hmm. it was the reason why they beat uh, pretty good teams like Winnipeg, like LA, scored five against LA and six against New Jersey. Not easy to do. No, it, I would say even Jersey is harder than LA. Yeah, abs- no, absolutely. No doubt about it. As hot as LA has been. We'll get to that later. But first... Looking at uh, number 15 and Minnesota, another team uh, in the Western uh, Conference. And for the Wild, they, yeah. you know, another team that's good, well, good in that, but also good defensively. Knife uh, yeah. in uh, goals allowed, 134. Uh, good, really, they're a good team when they have the man advantage. You know, they're a top 17 power play. They do a good job on the penalty kill, even though they're a team that takes a lot of penalties. I was going to say. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, if they can draw those man advantages, it clearly will help them. And, you know, you're going to get maybe one or two a night. I wouldn't say bank on that and put your whole hopes and dreams on it. But, you know, I think that they do have a well enough or well off, I guess, defense where they can do these, like where they can win games. And they clearly have been atop of the central, not like not like Vegas top, but like doing well enough in the central to make um, a noteworthy name for themselves because the central has been less than competitive as of late, but you know, the teams who are very good are very good. And Minnesota happens to be one of them. I know they were struggling a little bit, but they have gotten a lot better. And I think they've shown a lot more consistency than most of the teams on this list. And you know, this is a good example that when they get the power play, they score and they win. Uh, Yesterday versus Philly, they won three to two, uh, tied the game up. Or they mm-hmm. uh, took two a lead uh, off power play uh, goal by Matt Boldy. Uh, mm-hmm. Ended up winning in overtime, uh, you know, on a good breakaway. But before that, lost to Tampa, Carolina, and Florida. Again, uh, Carolina... uh, Florida, I would say they should have probably won. But right. Carolina and Tampa are also pretty decent teams. And truthfully, I wouldn't be surprised if the East took the cup again this year. Yeah, and Minnesota, you know, even with that, they're still third in the Central. At, right. Uh, 56 points. 
Uh, 26-17-4. Yeah, the freaking West has not been good at all. I'm telling (laughs) you, the teams who are really good are really good, and then the the rest of them just kind of suck. Well, I would say, except for this next team, Edmonton, where do we put them? How do you describe Edmonton? 14th on our list. Needs a defense, has a good offense, but the (laughs) offense is literally Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. I don't care. Everyone wants to call them a great team, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the only reason you win game, why haven't you won a championship with these two hot ass players, huh? And I mean, like, hot as in, like, like, puck, like, scoring points wise. I don't think they're that cute. That's just my opinion. Um, <laughs> I clearly have a tag if I can. Um, but, you know, they're so good, yet they can't do anything. You know why you can't do anything? Because you don't have a good enough team around them. Okay. And I get it. Salary cap is expensive. But guess what? Other teams manage to do it. And other teams manage to win. Also, your defense sucks. Anyway, sorry. I get really heated about the Oilers. It's not that I hate them or anything. And I I really don't hate them. I just hate that people are like, oh, they're so good. And I'm like, they're not as good as you think they are, though. Because once they're faced with a challenge, they cannot own up to it. Like, shut down. Connor McDavid, which I know is very hard to do. It's a very accomplishing thing to do. But you do that and you can win games against them. And truthfully, even sometimes if you don't, if you just take away like two of his goals a game, because he scores like 20 goals a game, (laughs) you have a pretty decent chance of winning. If you hold him to just an assist, you have a pretty decent chance of winning. It is. It is tough. McDavid, uh, 40 goals already on the season. (laughs) 49 games played. Yeah. Obviously, we're behind him, 73. Uh Uh, Combined 162 points by that dynamic duel. Uh, Next on that list is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 22 goals, uh, 58 points. So you just see, as you said, you said it better than I could, but you notice (laughs) the drop, obviously, from McDavid and Dreisaitl to the Mm -hmm. rest of the team. And really, you can even include Hopkins and Zach Hyman in that list. They have 58 and 57 points. After that, the next Tyson Berry is 32, and 27 of those are off assists. No one else on the team outside of those four have double-digit goals. Yikes. Yeah, so they really better pray that one of them doesn't go down, I guess. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, they are they were crazy. They were, again, they were hot. Uh, mm-hmm. They beat Vegas, beat Seattle, beat Tampa, beat Vancouver, scored four goals in, uh, four or five goals in all those games. Ended up losing yesterday, or rather on the 25th, to Columbus of all teams, 3-2. to two. Yeah, it, I uh, just I have no words. I, is... I agree. It, it's tough to rank them, as you said, though. Yeah, they stopped uh, McDavid from scoring; only had an assist. Stopped Drysaddle from getting on the score sheet. He was actually he gave he was on the ice for two of the three goals Columbus ended up scoring. Yeah, but uh, again, and it's not easy things to do like against these great players. And I'm not like these players deserve all the credit in the world. They clearly, you know. <laughs> To me, why are you I'm just so saying, hard? no, you're absolutely right. It's just you lost to Columbus. They're the worst team in the league. <laughs> okay, well, bigger flukes have happened. Like, I don't know. I guess to me, like, that doesn't it doesn't matter to me because hockey, again, is like such a long mm. season. Like, it's a little bit different to me when you're playing like four or five nights out of the week. I feel like that's <laughs> even overestimating how many. Oh, well, I say four is probably more accurate, but um, mm. when you're four, playing, yeah. right. I'm thinking back to it. Anyway, not the point, not the point. Point being, it is a long season. Things happen statistically like you you should be able to beat these teams, but you might not be just because of the fact that you're playing such a long season. 
people get injured, people get tired, you know, you come off a bad plane ride or whatever, especially in the West. Like that is something that is complained about all the time that the East kind of has an advantage of being so on top, like so close. And I mean, on top of each other, as in like states are like literally like an hour apart driving wise. And some people would rather take the time to like not travel and, you know, wait. And I, I, I watched a whole thing about it and I was like, yeah, that fucking sucks. I would hate that. I would be so pissed too, especially like because they play mostly in the West or they play mostly in the, anyway, point being, you know, all these other factors factor into it and it's frustrating. And, but it is a long season and these weird fluke games are going to happen. And they seem to happen more, especially now that like offense can be more opened up and like, you know, they made the nets bigger and blah, 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 and all these things. So they want this attention and, Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they want, like, what the heck? What's going on in the NHL? The worst team beats one of the better teams of off, like, with a powerful offense. Like, what's going on? Yeah, it is. It has been just crazy to see, uh, <laughs> you know, especially for, you know, this Edmonton squad where, again, yeah. you know, there's high expectation. They were fun last year, and you yeah. expect them to follow that up. And, you know, mm-hmm. they have that big acquisition in Campbell. Doesn't really pay off. Stuart Skinner ends up, you know, outshining him winning that uh, number one goaltending spot. Unbelievable season for them. Goalies are so hard to take a gamble on. I feel like they're so much harder to trade away, like at the trade deadline, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Like any team, not just Edmonton, but like any team, just because it's like, okay, you want to trade them away, but where are you going to get another goalie? Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> uh, no, because it's firstly, I think, describes our next team, uh, 13th on our list in Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, talk yeah. about, you know, up and down teams. You know, uh, I think the Eastern equivalent of Edmonton is, is Pittsburgh. You know, their team, point. and I think they're they're worse in the sense that, you know, they're a team where they need that youth movement. You know, they right. need that new energy coming in, but they're in cap purgatory right now, so they can't really make a trade. Uh, they have to try to stay healthy, which they haven't been doing. Uh, you know, there's even an LTIR uh, injuries, you know, uh-huh. doing that for the last couple months. And, like, they had a good start to the season, obviously. They're still seventh uh, in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. but it's you know it's like you know this team you see them falling at the seams outside of uh crosby uh you know outside of their top guys and right. you know in net especially you know we saw casey smith had a bad game uh mm-hmm. versus washington uh you know gave a couple easy goals and it was tough versus uh ov and caps but you know oh, stuff yeah. uh you know the game they won versus florida they had to score seven goals to do it you know jari's at a 921 save percentage he hasn't been bad he's 16 to 5 but you know, like we said, we've seen a lot more uh, the Smith, obviously, and, you know, it hasn't panned out there. Yeah, and I think that um, you, like, this is something I even talked about in the beginning. I was always like, you know, their aging core and them, Washington, and I would say the Bruins have probably been one of the more successful teams kind of, like, moving pieces around slowly to, like, kind of introduce new guys and introduce new pieces to, to test it out and see if it were, I mean, Bruins are always doing pretty well we'll get to them at the end no i know but i'm just saying in general they i feel like they've always done a pretty good job of that and um i think a lot of teams can learn from that chicago blackhawks could learn from that they really fucked themselves over but i'm just saying you know and it is hard when you look at them and you're just like you could do it and you have the talent but you're just not doing it either like it's just they had a very up and down season too there were some points where i was like are they just gonna stay at the bottom like they're not looking like themselves then they regained their confidence and everything like stella got her groove back 
but <laughs> just saying. that's yeah. how we feel in this case it's crosby but yeah i know what you mean <laughs> whatever i yeah. don't like crosby we 50 points uh 35 is coming off assists for him uh, like i said that core has been a re- reason why they're still in the playoff spot uh right. you know malkin 30 assists jake gunsell 20 goals 45 points but mm-hmm. like i said this team's been dealing from injuries from the start of the season and as i said yeah. with jari injury he's going to be out through the all-star break so they've had to rely on the smith and obviously uh they didn't really work out too well uh, in that sense. Uh, Kasperi Captain as well. Uh, they put Jan Ruda uh, on IR uh, as well last week. So, yeah, you know, th- this team is is down a few pieces uh, outside of their core four. Yeah, and unfortunately, they're going to... This is like when a team needs to dig deep and have depth. Because it's like you do... You know, Sidney Crosby isn't going to play forever. As much as like I want to believe certain players are going to play forever, I forget that Sidney Crosby is even older than Jonathan Taves. And he's like in the Alex Ovechkin range. I just don't think he has as much gray hair, truthfully. <laughs> um, he doesn't. But like, you know, it's just the players are gonna age out. Players are gonna age out, and you need to be prepared for that. And I understand they're the face of your franchise, but you might want to start looking at new faces. And it sounds horrible, especially yeah, I mean- with how much these players have given these teams. These like, and I say that with especially like Sidney Crosby has won three cups with them. He's won in a, a, a con Smythe. He has three gold medals while playing, right? Three? At least, I think three. Um, three gold medals while playing with the Pittsburgh Penguins, but like, you know, for Team Canada. So it's just like he has a lot to offer and he is, you know, a great person and a great player to have on your team. Again, he just won't be playing hockey forever. And truthfully, with the way I've seen him take injuries, I don't know how I wouldn't say more than five years left. Just because I've yeah. seen him take some pretty bad injuries, and that's right. not Again, me that... just trying to knock on him. Like I just genuinely believe people who take those types of injuries like kind of need to think about that. Longer. Yeah, he has a history of head injuries, as you said. That's what, yeah, he was a lot younger. Obviously, with concussions, uh, you know, oh, missing time for that. Uh, right. And, yeah, you know, but he's uh, definitely been tough. I've uh, been a warrior for them, and yeah, they're in a good spot right now. But mm-hmm. no, you're absolutely right. You know, with again that transition and getting those young guys. Because it works with our next team uh, in LA, and I think we got to start with probably the most shocking move uh, in Phoenix Copley. I mean, you know, where does this dude come from? You know, Fourteen and three on the season. There's an eight ninety seven save percentage. Still only allows uh, two point eight goals per game, uh, and including uh, three straight wins, beating Chicago, Philadelphia, and Florida, all by uh, one goal. Yeah, and I mean, clearly he has something going for him, and. This is what I mean, like when you need to do like a smoother transition, because it's like you need to get one, you need to get the fans hyped because there is, especially with like these big teams like Pittsburgh, like Los Angeles, who won three cups in five, two cups in five, four years, two cups in four years. Um, And like, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia around these players like Anze Kopitar, Jonathan Quick, like Drew Doughty. There's a lot of nostalgia with those players. So it is harder for people to let go. And I think by like slowly introducing these good young players and getting people and watching them and like, you know, rooting for them. I mean, don't get me wrong, like social media, I know, tries to do that. But like giving these players a chance to like shine and like be on their own, like that really helps. No, agreed. He has, and again, uh, Copley in particular has done a great job, uh-huh. uh, you know, just be the, as I said, just do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh gosh, it's just... 
like I said, uh, be able to step up, uh, you know, to take over that starting spot over uh, Jonathan Quick, even over uh, Cal Peterson, who we all, me especially, yeah. thought was going to be, you know, the next, uh, the next guy uh, for them. Yeah. But, yeah. So far, uh, yeah, Kobe's been a big part of the goaltending and defensively as well for a team who defensively different goals allowed uh, towards yeah. the bottom in penalty kill. But uh, they've been doing pretty good on the attack. And another one of those teams were on the power play. Don't want them to have the advantage because nope. you got guys like Kevin Fiala, uh, Anze Kopitar, Philip Deneau, you know, they find oh, back the net. Right, and they're going to make you pay for your mistakes. Adrian Kemp has 19 goals. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're, they're clearly doing something right by mixing veterans with newer guys and it's working out pretty good for them. And sorry, I'm watching. I just, I thought Vancouver scored, but it's just the Ottawa Toronto highlights, which I'm still shocked yeah. that Ottawa won anyway. Right. Not the point. Yeah. <laughs> but no, LA is third in the Pacific. Uh, they have sixty mm-hmm. points. Actually, is the most in the Pacific. But oh, they, the other two teams above them have games in hand. Including our next team at eleven is is Vegas. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah, it's shocking. You know, go back. Uh, last time we did this, did they beat the Rangers recently? Is that mm-hmm. why you ranked them so low? Lost uh, four to one. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, you know, they were, obviously, they were second at one point behind Boston earlier in the season, dropped mm-hmm. seventh, and it hasn't been the same team from the start of the season. They're still uh, second uh, in the Pacific, 61 points, actually tied uh, with Seattle to top it, but uh, yeah, with Vegas, they've definitely been an interesting team. As we said, the hot streak's gone, uh, lost mm-hmm. three-game losing skid, lost to New York, okay, lost to New Jersey, or another playoff contending team, lost to Arizona. Yeah, raising my eyebrows there. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, 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 I don't know. Arizona's tricky down they've gone this season, I guess, and it's been really weird to see them just slip so far down. And you know what? I don't count a loss to Arizona as bad as like a loss to Columbus, truthfully, but um, because Arizona has surprisingly been a lot better than I feel like I expected them to be coming into the season, but we're not talking about Arizona. Um, but no, I just, it's, it's interesting to see Vegas fall so far down and they, you know, they have some injuries. It is that point in the season where people have injuries and then they're going to bounce back from it and then just win again. Yeah. And then maybe lose in the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah. And obviously injury has been a factor. They just got back Shea Theodore uh, today after he missed 20 games due to that leg injury uh as well also joined he missed uh the last week of upper body injury mm-hmm. but yeah you know their team you know they get a lot of chances offensively they just can't convert i thought today was yeah. an example of that yeah it's uh yeah it's been tough studying for them obviously as they look to uh regain their health because we know how good this team is when they're healthy mm-hmm. uh you know stone mark stone for example he's missing time we tweak upper body injury mm-hmm. uh Zach Whitecloud has been on IR uh, since December. So, you know, this, you know, still missing a couple of key guys there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're a team, too, where, you know, they were really good defensively and offensively, you know, when they were hot. Now they're middling team in that, you know, yeah, 13 right. goals allowed, 15 goals scored. Uh, you know, they're good at not getting penalized, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't mean much uh, outside of that. Right. Yeah, and entering our top 10 now is uh, one of the teams in the West that overtook them, and that's Colorado. Yeah, Colorado has actually really picked themselves up, kind of, in my opinion, by their bootstraps a little bit, and 
kind of pulled themselves out of a hole they were digging. Um, I think probably getting healthy has a lot to do with that because I know they've unfortunately also been plagued by injuries. But again, that's just my theory about playing so much hockey and then coming into the next season and not that you're not prepared, but you're just a little overexhausted. Um, but they had their longest win streak of the season. They're looking more like the Stanley Cup champs, and I'm excited to see them play again in the, did, yeah. in the playoffs. <laughs> did lose to Anaheim, so uh, yeah, well, it was well. tough. But yeah, as I said before that, beat Seattle, uh, Calgary, Vancouver, and Washington. Yeah. Healthier. Uh, you know, it was to me a coin flip too between uh, Vegas and Colorado. But uh, you know, they said Colorado getting healthy, uh, you know, played a part. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, getting guys back. I'm making the trade as well. Uh, getting uh, Matt Nieto as well before the deadline. Yeah. Was, that can be a boost for them. Uh, and yeah, as you said, they've been a 7 1 in their last eight. Uh, and getting Cal, uh, Kale McCarr back as well. Uh, other injured guys. You know, they're a team that uh, in the second half of the season, I think, could really, as you said, make some damage. Yeah. And I think it'll be interesting to see them just get healthier and mix in their new right. pieces and just kind of have fun with it because I think that's what they're going to do and they're going to yeah, be really, yeah, impressively, really hard to beat. <laughs> a lot of injuries, still 7th in power play, just under 25%, yeah. and 7th in goals allowed as well. Uh, Alexander Gorgiev, you know, in his first yeah. full-time uh, starting role, 19-11. But on the other side, we have Winnipeg coming in at number 9. Now, they're a top 10 team in a lot of the major stats, like scoring, goals against, for example. Uh, Connor Hellebuck has cooled off a bit uh, since oh. uh, when, last time we did this. He's still 23 and 14. Oh, uh, for no only? Time oh, right? wow. <laughs> Must be so nice. Sorry. But, yeah, their team, uh, you know, beat Ottawa and Philly last mm-hmm. week, lost to Nashville and Buffalo. I have a couple games left for the break, Philly and St. Louis. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it, to me, it's just that point in the season where everybody is needing that break. I know they all have their like mandatory five day break or whatever. I don't know when every team takes that. Truthfully, I do not want to be the person who handles the NHL scheduling. Um, <laughs> that seems like a nightmare. But I do think that'll give um, Winnipeg what they need. I think it'll give a lot of these big teams too, like exactly what they need. Hopefully not too many players going to the All-Star game because i know a lot of players it's not like they hate it or something they just really wish that they could also have that type of rest which is why i think they implemented the five day retreat whatever bullshit take off vacation thing day um but i do think that i'm not like i'm not like sitting here like with these especially with these top teams i'm just like yeah if they lose to these bad teams i'm not surprised considering with most of them the injuries second of all like just the fact that it's the middle of the season and they're probably also tired. And sometimes it's hard to give your all against these bad teams. And then that, and then they catch you slipping and then they end up having this win. That's good for them. Bad for you. And you learn, you move on. Yeah. And as you said, uh, even Rick bonus said it after a loss, he said, you know, it's the end of a five game road trip. Uh, you yeah. know, everyone's tired. It's, it's no excuse, you know, for, no, professionally, but it is the reason though, you know, yeah. they weren't at a hundred percent. It's not taking anything from Buffalo. Buffalo's on a, uh, 16 win streak uh, right. I think we said earlier so they've been hot yeah. Uh, streak. but yeah you know they you know this Winnipeg team you know they're still dangerous uh you know at the mm-hmm. end of the day even if they're not playing their best hockey and you know even with that uh they're still looking at the central 63 points only three behind Dallas uh 31 18 and one so you know they're still a good team that are a couple pieces away from getting even better you know still need big guns the big guns like uh Eller uh Pierre-Luc Dubois uh to step up Right. Uh, but also some of those young guys, as you said. Yeah, and that's just 
honestly the nature of the game and they're going to learn and they're going to grow and that's just going to be kind of what it yeah. is truthfully uh at number eight on our list is the rangers uh, and Tatum, look at them mm-hmm. uh they I wonder why they're so ranked high. <laughs> mm-hmm. well uh... rank the blackhawks 28th or something <laughs> or that is just you know they're they had a dominating 6-2 win over florida uh did lose to toronto in overtime got a point off that and be mm-hmm. vegas uh earlier today and been interesting for the rangers because uh uh honestly so they haven't looked great but they've performed good and mm-hmm. more importantly uh they've at 62 face themselves out a bit from washington new mm-hmm. york pittsburgh and that's important and uh we're looking at the metro you know there's still six even philly at 49 for their win today i thought was the young guys uh you mm-hmm. know seeing uh the kill pedo for example, really taken off uh the past uh few games uh at center he's done good uh capo obviously he had a great goal uh against toronto uh, back on when uh, that you know just went by Elias Samsonov, and you could do there, and uh, you're seeing those guys score uh, versus Florida as well. You know that's that's gonna be the key for them. The Rangers obviously don't look like championship. Uh, definitely need a couple pieces. Not a lot of cap space to do it with, but to watch for sure as they've slowly been climbing up uh, yeah. from the rankings. Remember they were uh, you know at the cups knocked out the Sweet 16 uh, right. earlier this season, but you know they've. Maintain that consistency that they can they can be a playoff team. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the biggest thing I've seen with them is the fact that they've been able to be a lot more consistent with just kind of every aspect of their game. And it doesn't make them like the best team, but it makes them a lot better than what they were. And consistency can take you a long way, truthfully, in my humble opinion. And honestly, I don't know. I, I've always enjoyed watching the Rangers even before I knew you. So it's fun to see them and it's fun to kind of see them take down bigger teams like right. the Knights and things like that. It's true. Last year they got swept by uh, uh, Vegas. And it was I think close. a lot so, of teams did. <laughs> so Gola, Dragalant, definitely happy. He gets revenge yeah. on his former team. But yeah. <laughs> Definitely, they need to improve the power play. Uh, two for twenty-five. The last there's always room for improvement. Last few weeks, uh, it's gotta it's gotta change it up. Honestly, their second power play unit first. It's about time they start getting some more spotlight. But you know, hopefully, that's a second half adjustment we see. Yeah, and moving on now to number seven, we have Seattle. Yeah, Kraken leading uh, the Pacific because they have uh, games in hand over mm-hmm. the rest of the conference. They're at sixty-one. <laughs> But they mm-hmm. have popped off, honestly, especially compared to where they were last year. You know, oh, last yeah. year, their season was pretty much over uh, this time a year right. ago. Yeah, I know their goaltending needs to be probably a little bit more consistent and everything. But truthfully, there's no matter what team you are, and I even say this like about the Bruins, about like the Devils, there are going to be little things that you do need to just kind of like work on. And there will always be something. I know goaltending is a little bit bigger, but again, it's that point in the season. Everybody's a little fucking tired. Everybody just kind of wants a little bit of a break. Like it's okay that they're going to make mistakes and they do have a few games in hand, luckily to make up those like mistakes. Right. So I hope like, I don't have much doubt that they'll do well. Yeah, you know, going on a lot. A lot of the other teams too in uh the current playoff hunt. Every team that actually has cap space. I think they have something like eighteen million or something like that. You Must know, be nice. Like, but yeah, as we said, uh, second, the veterans have really stepped up. The attack, it, it's top five scoring team. Oh, uh, yeah. Fourth in the league, hundred seventy two goals scored. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Burakowski uh, played phenomenal. He was former Panther, uh, 39 points, 26 assists. Jordan Eberle, as I said, the aforementioned former Islander, 37 points. Uh, Jared McCann, uh, 23 team. Matty Beneers, their uh, draft pick, uh, is doing, uh, was doing a great job. Uh, yeah. 17 goals, uh, 36 uh, points. So, you know, just the team, as you said, is stepping up, but the goaltending, yeah, it was definitely a problem. Martin Jones, 23 wins. It's good, but 895 save percentage. You don't see that from first place teams. Yeah, no, that's not a great. Like, you definitely want that to be at least an 8.89. Yeah, and I think the worst start, too, is Philip Grubauer, who we all anticipated being goalie number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's only played in uh, 16 games because they've been riding the hot hand with Martin Jones. And as they should, that's what you should do. That's what a good team does. Even with Grubauer, though, the team's still 4-8-2, so you know you're with him. And he has an 893 save percentage, so he's not doing much better than Martin Jones is, despite having, I think, being like 10 years his younger. Let me double-check that. Uh, Okay, they're only a year younger. They're only a year apart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, Ken! <laughs> I was just saying the way the way they the way Ruhauer has played, he looks uh, a lot slower. It's uh, not great, not great. Yeah, they've been a fun team to watch uh, this season, and it's going to be more fun, especially because you know this isn't the final product. You know they're right. going to make two or three different moves. It should be interesting to see what they what comes out of their uh, moves, and you know honestly, sometimes sometimes you can do too much, right? Sometimes you can add a piece that just doesn't work, and then it fucks up everything. So. It'll be interesting to see what they do with what they have, what they can get, I should say. Because it'll also be, I swear to God, if Patrick Kane goes to the fucking Seattle Kraken, I might, we might end the show because I don't think it can do it. Yeah, I'll be shocked. But sorry, I don't know why that thought just crossed my mind, but it made my heart hurt. Speaking of specific, uh, rather, uh, speaking of uh, the West, uh, another team uh, battling for that top spot is Dallas, 66 points. They're at 28, 13, and 10. Top five goal scoring team, top four uh, in goals allowed. Uh, this team uh, did lose. They're on a three game losing skid, but lost Buffalo, Carolina, and New Jersey all three to two. So, you know, it's still competitive games, and they mm-hmm. did get a point today uh, versus Jersey. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised. Dallas was riding so high for so long that sometimes you do need to take a minute, you need to breathe, but um, it's unfortunate and. <laughs> looking at a statistic that says Dallas has lost consecutive games in regulation only once since November. So it's not like they're hurting super hard. It's just, again, it's just a regular mid-season slump, and you're going to see a lot of this up until the break, and then watch when the break comes back, the good teams are going to be even better. And everybody's going to be like, well, okay, it was nice while it lasted. Yeah, they lost their last, uh, let's see here, two games in overtime, so... It was actually in overtime. I don't remember the last time they won a game in overtime has been, but it's been a while. Eh, but yeah, people can't do Jace, overtime. Yeah, Jason Robertson uh, playing great. Uh, 33 goals, 66 points. Uh, Pavelski, 47 points. Rupe Hintz as well, 26 assists, 45 points. Where did and, all these people come from is my question. Like, I feel like Dallas has had some right. people who we've been sleeping on. I was going to say, made a lot of great moves as well as uh, re-signing right. Robertson. Yeah. And Ottinger in that 21-7, 924 save percentage. Yeah, speaking of their opponents, uh, talk about New Jersey. Uh, their win versus Dallas, I thought, puts them in top five yeah. still of the league. Haven't been peak New Jersey like we saw earlier. Still mm-hmm. second in the Metro, 68 points, 32-13-4. And Jack Hughes, man, what a story. I'm jealous, man. <laughs> Just watching how good he is. That you know, you could always be a Devils fan, right? Not happening. <laughs> you don't like New Jersey that much? I don't understand. <laughs> 
<laughs> is you know it's a tough place there but Hughes man he looks like he belongs he 31 goals he, 62 points he looks like a like a very seasoned veteran who just stepped into his role and he was like you need a commercial I got it don't worry and then popped off I know that none of that made sense but I hope it resonated oh, a little him yeah him and Brad really him Brad and Nico Heischer have just been Three outstanding young studs. Uh, three yeah. of them, 62, 49, 46 points respect, respectively. Uh, they've won three of five. Beat Pittsburgh, Vegas, and Dallas. Did lose to Nashville. But yeah, this Devils team, uh, they have and have about six points on hand above the Rangers in the Metro. Yeah, and you know, they're just going to, they clearly have proven that they're going to just continue to be fun to watch. So I'm interested to see what happens in the playoffs, though, because I kind of have a bad feeling that they might crumble. I could eat my words, though, but that's just how I feel personally. Well, and I have nothing te- against the Devils, by the way. Yeah, one of the teams that they may potentially face in the playoffs are the Tampa Bay Lightning at 31, team of 63 points, and is among one of the better teams in the East. Oh, yeah. Speaking of people who got their groove back, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, I feel like they they had a rockier start, um, and they kind of seemed like, like, oh, will they, won't they? Like, are they going to finally fall off the wagon? And, of course, they were like, just kidding. We were just messing around. Ha, ha, ha. Like, you know, when someone pretends to, like, play dead, and you're like, why would you do that? That's what the Tampa Bay Lightning did. But um, I don't know. I don't think they have much cap space, and I don't think that they need to do much to their team, but in the offseason, I wouldn't surprise wouldn't be surprised if they had to offload some people just because of right cap space. And then you might see more of a demise in them, truthfully. Yeah, they it's funny because they've been in the talks for Bo Horvat from Vancouver, but they don't have the cap space to do it. And they'll find it. They're so sneaky. I, I can't even I don't even want to talk about the L- it's LTIR gonna take that a crazy hole if they do it. And especially because they're looking for like a top six center, uh top uh, six defensemen and like picks, you know, uh-huh. it'd be crazy. But if any team could do it, it's definitely Tampa. Uh, it's a top 10 in scoring. Uh, mm-hmm. Andre Vasilevsky, obviously, uh, nine, 18 save percentage, uh, 22 and 22, 12 and one on the season, 252 goals allowed. He's been playing uh, out of his mind. Uh, well, actually, this is kind of low for his standards, but he's still been doing pretty good. And big reason why they beat not only Minnesota, one of the few teams to beat Boston and in regulation. Yeah, which is the most shocking thing ever. And truthfully, my little brother's girlfriend is a Boston fan. It's hard to talk to her, but then I remind her of 17 seconds. Not the point. We can talk about that when we talk about it's Boston. But, you know, Tampa Bay is clearly shining their light on everybody. And they're just like, hey, don't forget, we are good. And we've won a lot recently. So... <laughs> Please yeah, be put in your place. Yeah, Irina, one of those teams looking to get over the hump of actually beating Boston is uh-huh. number three in our list, the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs can beat Boston. I think they'll break the curse because there you know, you know Toronto fans are itching to just kick Boston in the teeth. <laughs> there's so much and i know that sounds so harsh but you know that's what they feel inside even though they're canadians and allegedly they're nice and blah 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 blah, blah. but <laughs> yeah it's funny actually uh because we're talking about tampa bay should the playoffs end today uh tampa and toronto would be rematching uh in the first round <laughs> from last year that'd be pretty fun it would be something and yeah. i pray for steve dangle's wife every day <laughs> Oh, they went down a little bit, back up now, obviously. Second in the Atlantic, that's the good news. The bad news, uh, they're 12 points behind Boston uh, in the Atlantic, so 
I mean, who isn't 12 points behind Boston? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But that said, they got a top 10 offense, obviously. Uh Uh, You know, Matthews uh, looked like himself. Interesting enough, uh, it's been William Nylander that's taken the biggest jump so far this season. Uh, Nylander has been, honestly, their best scorer. Well, he's been, yeah, at 26 goals, he leads the team. Matthews Uh right behind him. Uh, Mitch Barner has been their most creative scorer. Scoring crazy assists or crazy Superman goals like he did on Yeah, Igor. that's what you need. <laughs> and you know what? When your team is that good, it's always fun to watch things like that. No, they've definitely been the two uh, who have stepped up the most, I thought, uh, f- compared to last year. You know, even Tavares, he has 48 points, but, you know, he's like their fourth best guy <laughs> right. uh, when you look at, it, look at everything. And it, it definitely helps that Matt Murray, uh, when he's healthy, you know, he looks good. 11 and 5 and 1. And two on the season, rather. And Ilya Samsonov, only four losses in regulation. 16 wins for him on the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yeah. is a team that... We say it every year, let's be real now. They're going to make the playoffs, right? It, 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 honestly, I just really hope that they just can do it. Like, I don't even <laughs> want to say anything more because I feel like I'm going to jinx that. Exactly. With Toronto, it kind of loses all meaning talking about, yeah, this team is really good. Because nine times out of ten, they are really good, you know? Right. It, it's just, you know, first round is what matters. So, you know... <laughs> we're gonna stop we're gonna stop you know repeating ourselves here move on to who's number two on our list which is the carolina hurricanes hell yeah sorry i just you know how i feel about carolina they're like my babies i don't <laughs> yeah, have babies besides my puppy but like they are yeah, like my and, babies you know since you asked carolina isn't I didn't 12... ask no 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 <laughs> you asked earlier who isn't 12 points behind boston carolina's oh. actually 10 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny, but I maybe because I'm tired. I don't know. But yeah, you know, I think the Hurricanes, you know, I adore them. They are just so much fun to watch. And I think they're a younger team, which is always fun to watch. And always, you know, people are always like, oh, you'll never like beat X, Y, and Z. But I think that they can do a lot of good things. And I think that they are going to surprise a lot of people. And I think they have continued to surprise a lot of people. But, you know, they had some struggles in the season, and I think that they keep coming out better for it. And I think that they've really proven themselves as of late. I'll say, I think we knew this team was going to be a playoff team. Right. I guess the surprise is they're the second best because, uh, admittedly, I feel like a lot of folks at the start of the season would have said, yeah, that's probably going to be the Rangers or something like that, me included, you know. And I feel like they kind of traded pots from where we kind of expected both teams to be where you know rangers move up and carolina is kind of the opposite where mm-hmm. rangers are have been climbing but they haven't reached the peak yet carolina has been uh climbing at a lot faster rate they've been among the best uh teams in the league a while now going back to the past couple months and you know with teams like uh you know tampa new jersey vegas you know having some skids dealing with other issues they're six and one in their last seven and I think big reason for that uh, has been how good Sebastian Ajo has been uh, for them uh, really over the last week as well. You know, just he's yeah. been playing uh, phenomenal for them. Uh, it's been interesting, too, because this team, sixth scored, but second in goals allowed. Huh. That is and, quite yeah, interesting. Yeah. And even more interesting is, you know, they have a three-goalie uh, team as well. Yeah. Sent yeah, down. We're talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, Antti Ratna and uh, Freddie Anderson, who is back, uh, back healthy now. But yeah, w- winning record of all three of them, and thirteen, eight ninety eight, and nine oh five C percentage. So you know, there's really there's questions in that. 
like who oh, are you gonna yeah. lean to going forward but at the same time it's like you know <laughs> at least you know you got for the most part you have good goaltending yeah, yeah freddie freddie's been uh 4-0 uh, in his return uh mm -hmm. ratna's played well he got sent down he did lose four straight but yeah well, you know, when you're playing at the high caliber team you can't right. you can't it, be making those types of mistakes truthfully so for them it's definitely a matter of just as you said staying healthy but especially for in goaltending. Oh, yeah. Yeah, goaltending, again, it's one of those things that I feel like even if you're like a top team, you have it, but if right. you lose a piece, it is still so hard to find. Right, their, yeah, their attack obviously has been weakened, Patch, patches, he's going to miss uh, time for a torn Achilles tendon. Oof. Yeah, uh, Jacob Slavin as well, he's out for, uh, he was out uh, for today's game, I think just a uh, rest. I don't suspect he's going to play tomorrow versus Boston or versus LA. We'll see what happens, but... yeah. Yeah, you know, they're still a pretty powerful team, though. And uh, moving on to Boston now, you know, it's going to be a fun game uh, tomorrow between Boston and uh, Carolina for, you know, bragging rights uh, right. in the East. Although Boston is uh, head and shoulders above everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Boston, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm sick of Boston being at the top all the time, even though sometimes it was the Devils, even though you chose Boston over the Devils or whatever, because you don't like Jersey, but that's not the point. So point being, Boston is great, and they're good, and there's nothing left to say about Boston except maybe that just don't get too cocky, because a lot of people will are willing to smack you down once you do get too cocky. Yeah. They've, yeah, they've That's been, <laughs> they said, beat, looking at their last few games, beat both New York teams, shut out San Jose, beat Montreal, mm -hmm. did lose to uh, before, but they right. got Florida uh, tonight, Carolina tomorrow, and then Toronto before they uh, go on break. But yeah, Jim Montgomery, it's been a heck of a season for him. Mm -hmm. Honestly, no one anticipated how good this team has been. They're on a historic pace uh, right now to smash all types of records. Uh, Linus Olmark as well. Uh, 186 schools allowed. Neither. Yeah, this Boston team, you know, at the end of the season, if they keep up the pace right now, they're 38, 6, and 4. If they keep up that pace, they're going to have the best regular season uh, record wise of all time. It'll be interesting to see if they can do it. And I truthfully don't doubt that they can do it. It's just not an easy thing to do. You know, it's not that I don't think that they can. I just, it's it's hard because the NHL is not easy to get records in, especially after so many implications of other things. Yeah, and just before we wrap up, obviously, just talking about, you know, definitely our biggest surprise of the first half. The thing's got to be the Bruins, am I right? It's, you know, expected them. Some some folks missed the playoffs. I thought they would barely sneak in, look like a shell themselves. Right. But this team, you know, they're sadly the class of the NHL. <laughs> yeah, they really snuck their way right up there. And I don't even know if it's sneaking. They just did it. They just said, fuck you, we're going to take it, and it's yeah. going to be ours. It, it's funny because their point percentage is second, as of right now, it's 851, second best in history. They're not even the best Bruins team to have a, a point percentage this good. Back in 1929, their points percentage was 875. You mean but, when uh, probably no one listening to this right, was born? <laughs> right, literally going back a uh, century ago. But yeah, uh, yeah, on pace for 66 wins, which would break the record. That's insane. Uh, by four that's insane yeah they are uh yeah just playing out of their minds for sure and it's been a fun first half hockey i think uh 
more so for me than you, but just in the general scheme of things. Hey, I still been... have fun. You there act you like go. I don't have fun watching these games, and you know I do. So I yes. don't know why you try to hate <laughs> on me like that. Absolutely, it's just it's just fun to be able to do the show, and just you know, it's oh, been yeah. a fun season of hockey I've, for sure. Um, just wrapping up like the first two thirds of the season. Okay, we can figure it out after. Yeah. There's definitely going to be something out that week, especially because we've missed so much time now. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. You can find us on um, Instagram at talk underscore hockey to me. And just a heads up, we might be changing our name soon. We will, of course, let you guys know if we are, just so you're able to find us on social media and everything. But thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in after we took a longer than expected break. And we will see you guys next week with a new episode.